Now, I want to ask you about a fascinating book that you wrote recently. I wish we actually had more time to discuss it. The book is called Meatpacking America, How Migration, Work and Faith Unite and Divide the Heartland. One of the things I think you discovered in in about seven years of research is that the abattoirs and the meatpacking plants of the Midwest are major centres of, yes, religion. Why? How? I know when I first started telling my colleagues and students that I'm writing a book about migration, work, and faith, and they're like, wait, religion in the meatpacking plants? And what I said is religion is everywhere, everywhere. It's in the stadiums, the football stadiums. It's at the mall. It's everywhere we look. And so I was really interested when I came to the state of Iowa to teach at the University of Iowa in the fall of 2012, I was, as an ethnographer of religion and anthropologist, I was looking for a next project, something that was really grabbing me. And so I literally just started driving around the state. I started reading articles and I was reading a lot about the meatpacking plants and how the meatpacking plants are staffed primarily with refugees and migrants from Africa, increasingly from Africa. But at that time, back in 2012, Central America. And then as I conducted interviews at various Catholic parishes and churches and amazingly got access to two meatpacking plants and conducted interviews there, I realized that that faith is a big part. Faith of the meatpacking plant employees who talk a lot about steward leadership and how they're uh, motivated by God to care for the poor. So they had a religious language, but also the men and women who work on the line, you know, would talk about how they would pray to have a safe shift. Now, it's not just Christian faith, though, is it? Who else is working in these places? Quite a few Muslims, Africans from Somalia and various countries and nations in Africa, you have large percentages. So the Congolese tend to be Christian, Somalian, Sudanese, Muslim. And most of the Muslim workers work at the beef plant, which is halal certified in Tema, Iowa, which is about an hour and a half, two hours from Iowa City, if you drive a speed limit. And most of the workers in the Tyson pork processing plant are Christians. But from what I understand, there are increasing numbers of Muslim workers in the processing plant who um, get a kind of special dispensation because it's work for their families, Mm. but they don't consume pork. Where you've got these religious faiths working side by side, I'm assuming, I'm hoping there was quite a large level of religious harmony. This was something that workers, no matter what their faith had in common, in the midst of literally blood and guts, they had faith in common. Did they relate to each other as different peoples of faith? Absolutely. Oftentimes we overlook class. And what this project taught me is that class can trump a little Trump, <laughs> little C Trump, can trump a lot of other things. And so these are working people, most of whom are migrants. The very few white, non-black, non-Latino workers are working class whites. So they're all coming from similar class backgrounds. They're poor and they're trying to put food on the table. They're trying to work hard. They do not want their children working at the plants, maybe as CEOs, you know, higher ups, but they don't <laughs> right. want them working on the yeah. line commonalities as workers, if there are religious differences, it's mostly Christian workers. So we're talking Catholic, Protestant, um, Jehovah's Witnesses. And I think religious differences just don't matter as much when it's literally a life or death situation. You know, you can cut a limb off, you can cut a finger, you can cut an arm off. And so I think there's a lot of solidarity that I'm really interested in exploring more in future projects. I can see that faith would be a balm. It would be something that would sustain 
these workers in this very, very tough and, as you say, dangerous environment. But is there also something about faith being behind the work ethic as well? Absolutely it is. It can go both ways. Sometimes I noticed that the men and women who ran the plants would speak romantically about the workers saying, oh, you know, they just work so much harder than whites. We, you know, we really don't like white people working at the plant because they just don't work as hard. There's some racialized implications that are dangerous in that too. But one of the things I want to mention for your listeners that I find really interesting is that horrors of COVID, we know a lot of meatpacking plant workers were sickened, you know, hundreds died across the country because of the poor way that the plants, you know, managed it. But one of the great things that's come out of COVID is that workers in the state of Iowa, at least, many have had enough. And so they're starting to work towards unionization. And so there's a group called Escucha Mi Voz, Listen, Hear My Voice, that's based in Iowa City. And it's mostly Latinos, moms, Latinas who started it. They're all Catholic. And they are bonding with their African workers as well and some Asian Vietnamese workers. They're demanding better pay. They're demanding better care, um, sick leave. And they're starting to work toward unionization, which will be a really interesting case study for the state, which has not had a good track record of unionization. There's been a lot of union busting. And so the silver lining of COVID is that I think a lot of these workers have been motivated by their faith and their pastors and their priests, and they're meeting in basements of churches and they're meeting at Catholic worker houses. So I find that there's a strong social justice, and this loops back to the article, that's endemic to Roman Catholicism. Mm. And just finally, Christy, did you say that some of the bosses, uh, some of the the managers in these meatpacking plants, they too actually use their faith to speak of stewardship? That is interesting. So they didn't just see themselves presiding over a relentless profit-making machine. That's what I found so fascinating, troubling, interesting, all of it. And so I really dig into this in the book. It's a lexicon of faith where they see themselves as caregivers, servant leaders. They talk about growing up in the church. They really do feel called, not all of them, but at least in these two plants. And Tyson actually has the largest chaplaincy program of any corporation in the world. Tyson has a chaplaincy program. So there is a chaplain at every single Tyson plant in the world. Some of the chaplains are Catholic. Some of them are Protestant. I believe there might be some imams at some, and they embed a religious leader in the plant. Iowa Premier Beef does not embed a religious leader, but they use the language of faith a lot. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations, live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.